You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And if you want to follow Nada or me on Twitter, you can follow us at Nada the Scribe and at Walker Mail. And if you're Rick Bennell, you know our Twitter handles because you've been throwing the banal <laughs> bombs my way at my spice rack. Oh, and apparently geez. it's surprising that me, Walker Mail, would have a decent collection of spices. Dare I say good until Rick Bennell wants to come in and say that I should have had cumin in my spice rack, which, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. It's somewhat of a staple of the spice rack. I get it. Most spice racks that you have that are worth a damn usually have that in it. But here I am looking at it right now, Nada, on my rotating table of spices and seasonings. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at one that is plentiful. There are a lot of different things that you go there. We have most of the staples. We have a bunch of wild stuff for you. We have a bunch of really good things. And of course, Rick Bennell is going to throw me the the, uh, thumbs down, Jeff. From Gladiator of all things. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Here I was feeling good. You were saying that I wasn't a full-on uncultured savage, um, yes. but Rick Bennell still putting me down with the uncultured savages. Well, look, unfortunately, again, he's got to keep you humble. And he has. And quite honestly, I forgot that you didn't have the cumin. And quite honestly, it, it's a staple of Mexican cooking. And he's right to a, to a degree. But at the same time, like you have garam masala. You put That's it right. on steak. Thank you, Charlotte Sports Despair. Thank you very much. Exactly. Like, again, you you earned a solid nine. And it's like, I can't criticize you because, again, you are under 30. You don't know what you don't know yet. And Mm -hmm. therefore, again, there are certain times where I just got to let it go. It'd be like calling traveling if I'm playing (laughs) one-on-one with a five-year-old. That's what I would be doing. I would want to do that to you, Walker. Yeah, but like I'm out here, you know, spinning and doing the Euro step as a five year old out here with the masalas and maybe the Chile lime adobo. And maybe I don't have the cumin where I'm not dribbling as plentiful as I should be to avoid a travel, but I've got some really nice moves, man. So that's the five year old scouting process. So, on but, me. but here's the thing what's again, what is your like when we start talking about this? Is your, ch- is your chances of picking up cumin off the spice rack? better than Dwayne Bacon's chances of getting picked up by the Charlotte Hornets? It's a good question, Nada. And it's one that leads into a conversation that we were going to have because there is a great chance of me. I've thought about it before, but then I just decided, you know what, this seasoning, because usually when I go to the grocery store, I usually get two new seasonings or I replace one. Like I, I, it's, it's fun for me. Like I try to, all right, that looks pretty good. Let me try this. Oh yeah, this looks pretty good. Let me go make up some new concoction in the kitchen. But now we're talking about speaking of the kitchen, Dwayne Bacon being somebody that we've kind of written off here, Nada. And I think a lot of that is because of his performance a lot of that is because of the way that James Brego did not go back to him once he was recalled from Greensboro. A lot of that is because of Dwayne Bacon's comments himself. There are plenty of things to point to as to why Dwayne Bacon would not be a Charlotte Hornet next season. But you looked him, you look at him as an unrestricted free agent. And I was looking at this and the kind of guys that I want the Hornets to spend money on 
They're mm-hmm. the young players that may have not worked out all that well with one franchise. Maybe they're willing to give up on them, but there have been some things that kind of flash at least a little bit in certain areas that entices you to some degree. Well, that does fit Dwayne Bacon to some extent. I mean, yes. we do have evidence of him at the end of his second year really blossoming into something nice, at least at that point. It was really bad for him this season, as we've documented countless times. But when you're talking about not wanting to spend all that much money, you do have some money taken away from you because you have the third overall pick now. And an unexpected jump in the lottery, you're talking about $19 million worth of cap space. I don't want them to go break the bank and spend a ton of money on a bunch of different guys. And so Dwayne Bacon, would it make sense for him to be a backup um, as a wing and, you know, be that two, three kind of guy that he has been the last couple of years or so. I mean, does it, does it make sense for the Hornets despite all that went wrong? It could not have gone yeah. much worse. Like I, I honestly can't give you any other instances on how it could have gotten worse for Dwayne Bacon last Very year. I, I think it, I think it was rock bottom. Um, I, I, I don't know, even if all that happens, it means that you absolutely move on. It just was kind of Borrego's reaction to it, Dwayne Bacon's reaction to it. It just seems like even from Dwayne's perspective, he said that it would be better for him to go to a different organization. And yet, here he is with the Hornets at the two-week camp period we have. It's funny you mentioned that because, again, it's, again we talked about this off-wax a little bit, but it doesn't make sense it, it, for because we see Bismack Biombo and Bismack Biombo is one of those guys that again BJ Armstrong his agent said Biz is a free agent that's why he ain't here you know who's also a free agent Dwayne Bacon he's there it doesn't make any sense and to take it back to the spice puns I see Dwayne Bacon as that that little jar of Paula Dean's seasoning salt Oh no, we went Paula Dean, huh? Yes, yes, we did. We you're ashamed that you still here, right? own. Yeah, no, you're ashamed that you still own that seasoning salt. You still have it in the bag, just in case of emergencies. Because sometimes that that Paula Dean seasoning salt, Walker, it be hidden. So mm-hmm. therefore, it, again, you got to keep it in the back. But sometimes, it, again, it, again, results may vary on the dishes you try. So <laughs> occasionally, you may need it. So Dwayne Bacon is the Paula Dean seasoning salt at some point. And again, that salt is a little extra salty, might cause a heart attack or something because, quote unquote, Paula Dean. But again, just I would just point that out, that you do need that occasional emergency seasoning salt. Dwayne Bacon might actually be that guy. Yeah, and I'm looking at just who all is here at the minicamp for the Atlanta Hawks, and it's kind of 50-50 on the free agents that Mm -hmm. decided to attend. You don't have Scalabissier, who is kind of one of those guys you're talking about as a younger sort of player that might be able to develop into something. I mean, he's not all that young. We have plenty of um, time on him, but still, you know, he's not a, you know, an old ass player. That's a free agent. That is just like, look, man, I don't, I don't need to go to the bubble. I already know what it is. Like he's not Jeff Teague, right? He's yeah, not exactly. going to be, he's, he's a free Jeff Teague's a free agent and he's not participating in this mini camp that the Hawks have right now. You know, Travis Schlenk talked about Deandre Bembry, Trevion Graham, Damian Jones, all of those guys are free agents and neither of those players are in the bubble at this point. And so, there are some younger players that might not be participating that are free agents. I, I do think there are some reasons as to why Dwayne would be doing this. One of which you did bring up off wax, as you like to say, it's the fact that 
you know, maybe his market isn't as strong anymore, or maybe it was never really strong. And he was just talking about maybe one team when he mentioned those comments in his exit interviews, like there are some teams that might be enticed. And so I I just wonder who those teams would be. Dwayne, I don't know if Dwayne's good enough to not go to the bubble, work on his game, continue to stay like organized conditioning and go out here and just see all the teams flock his way. So would it make sense for the Hornets and Dwayne to just kind of stick together? Or is is Dwayne wanting out so badly that he's just doing this to hang with his guys, Miles Bridges and some of the younger players he's undoubtedly close with, and also just getting some basketball run in while he's at it? Yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's I, get, I, wonder. I, I get that. I just, again, we've seen things. And you know what? I'll take it to a Chris Rock quote. Men are as only as faithful as their options. If leaving was a legitimate option, yeah. I think he would be faith. He would not be faithful. I also oh. think that it's easy to say, "Yeah, I got all the." Again, we all know those those people that talk, from school is like, "Oh, I got that girlfriend across town, and she's invisible." Or the again, basically the Manti Teo yeah. situation. Everyone's oh, had God. that Manti Teo situation. At some point, at some point, there has to be another suitor. There, there probably isn't one because of everything that's go- involved with the financial situation. Thus, Dwayne Bacon is like most of us. We had a job we don't like, and we know that we're going to have to sign up and, and do that job one more time just to show out, just to have another good year on that resume. And it's perfectly fine. And um, you know, he's the rest of us now. I like that you put everybody in the same category here where you said everybody had a Manti Teo situation. I sure the God hope not. Like I really hope not everybody <laughs> out there had a Manti Teo situation. And when you're talking about options, there's only one option you need when it comes to taking care of your vehicle. And that's rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. And rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. It's also a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are one, always reliably low, and two, the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So again, I ask you, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection. Again, the prices are reliably low. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We'll take a quick break. We have plenty more to get to on the other side. It's the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Segway. It's called a radio segway. Well, and and I saw I'm feeling better, by the way, if you didn't notice. I didn't want, you know, I'm I'm a little bit of a private person, so I don't talk about my health issues often on the show. Um, But now I'm healthy, and I think people are going to notice a change in me today. So I just wanted to kind of go ahead and get that out of the way um, that Doug is unleashed on this show today. So watch out. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Continuing to look at the cap space for the Charlotte Hornets this season, they have $19 million in cap space. And according to Keith Smith, who actually kind of looked at the numbers a couple of days ago and tweeted this out, the Charlotte Hornets are fifth in the NBA with the most amount of cap space coming up in this season. It's Atlanta with $44 million. 
New York Knicks have 42 million. The Detroit Pistons have 32 million. Miami, it's crazy. Miami has 21.9 million in cap space, and they're here about to go to the NBA Finals. Charlotte comes in at fifth with 19, and Phoenix is just a tick below that at 18.9. So Charlotte, again, dealing with 19 million. And that's because they did move up in the lottery, as pointed out by Keith Smith. You have the third overall pick, which is going to eat into that space just a little bit more. Nada, it goes back to a question we talked about a decent amount, um, Mm -hmm. whether you would extend Devontae Graham or if you would allow him to hit free agency and you don't want to offer him a contract extension, at least right now. You know, that question remains. And now that you have 19 million this year, is this something that you would actually consider doing knowing the number with Devontae Graham being a restricted free agent in 2021. I've been in the camp that you're going to offer him an extension. That's what I want to do. The fact that the Hornets jumped all the way up to three does not change that for me. That's a guy that you take a bet on and hope that it works out. And I think he's given you enough evidence as to why you could be confident in that. So I'm giving him the extension. I'm going to do something that keeps Devontae in the purple and teal. Now that you know the number, what are you thinking? I honestly don't throw, throw that extension to him right this this year. I think that cap space can be used for other things. Primarily, when we start talking about this, I just think about being a dumping ground because now, granted, it's it's 19 million projected. That means any chance to ex- basically take on a max slot just off the strength of the cap space alone isn't going to happen. You would probably need to get rid of a Cody Zeller, which is still an asset. Or better yet, a Nick Batum, which is still, for my money, one of the bigger assets when we start talking about this. Now, where I get really interested, like, so when we start talking about extensions, what are we talking about the number being? Because if the number eats into that 19 million in any significant way, then I don't think you can do it, quite honestly. I just think you wait or you try and figure out, and more importantly, why, again, when you can do this, I guess with all of this, my biggest issue is we. you have a year with him, figure it out. Maybe he has a down year but still improves in a way where you can still get him for the same price that you can get him this year. Plus, on top of that, he's restricted. So it's not like he can go too, too far without you having a say-so in it and without holding up somebody else's cap. And no one really wants to do that. And no one's probably going to want to do that for at least the next, I, I would probably say, one to two years because of the way the financial situation is going. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, not a, this is somebody that you have to bet on as a small market organization. It's just the way that the game has to be played. And when you're talking about Devante showcasing, so showcasing a lot of ability where we're talking about him possibly being an all-star, are there going to be other bigger markets that are a little bit more enticing to a Devante once you decide to, let's say you don't decide to extend him and then he hits restricted free agency. And then another team drives the price up to the point where Uh, You could have gotten him cheaper and then you have to pay all that much more for him. This is just a bet I make on him. And then even with Malik Monk's restricted free agency in 2021, you know, that's one where I even consider making a a bet on him too. But Devante, there's no doubt. Like I am not allowing him to get to restricted free agency just because I think even next year, it's someone that 
is still going to have a large command of the offense. Like I, there's nobody that's coming into this team that's going to be taking away the basketball from him. We have seen him improve and I don't care how old he is. Like this is still somebody that you would consider a building block. He's not so old that you're thinking about moving on from him anytime soon. You know, for me, I, I'm good with Devante. Now the other guys that you would have here, I don't know what they're going to do with Bismack Biombo, who is an unrestricted free agent. Yes. Billy Hernan Gomez is an unrestricted free agent. So you have two big guys that are unrestricted free agents that could come back and they could leave. And then, of course, it gets into the conversation of who the Hornets would be selecting with that third overall pick if it's one of the big guys that are available there. And Cody Zeller is an unrestricted free agent in 2021. He already is a big trade asset. And so that becomes pretty interesting. Are there any names out there? Like I, I've seen Jakob Pertle tossed around yes. as a free agent. I believe he's a restricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that would be somebody that I wonder if the Hornets might you know, let these guys go and, you know, maybe make an offer on a Yaka Pirtle. Would that be somebody that would entice the Hornets as somebody who's still relatively young? There's some mm -hmm. things to like from him, even though he hasn't blossomed so much. Yes. Just to confirm Pirtle is a restricted free agent. So, you know, maybe that would be a kind of guy that you would take a chance on. That would make a lot of sense to me. If you let Billy go, if you let biz go, and then you try to offer maybe a decent amount of money towards Pirtle's way. And if the Spurs are willing to part, then that's a guy that I wouldn't hate um, that's on the Hornets roster. It's funny because, again, Glenn Robinson III, who was a valuable wing for the Sixers, is one of those guys. He's not, gonna, he's not a Jakob Pertl. He's absolutely not a Jakob Pertl, but considering the, like, the dearth of or the lack of wings that this team has, and this also factors into whatever decision you make with, Dwayne, with a Dwayne Bacon, if you would rather Dwayne Bacon, see what do you have in Dwayne Bacon rather than Glenn Robinson III. Um, and Alec Burks... Like, I'm thinking, again, I'm thinking bottom. He like, had like basement. one playoff game in this bubble, didn't he? Didn't yes, he have he did. one where he actually showed up? Yeah, he did. He did have one. Like, we, we, we got an Alec Burks game in the bubble, I believe. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Which, which just tells you all of this is not, all this bubble basketball is not sustainable at all whatsoever. <laughs> um, I've seen, again, you mentioned, again, you mentioned before we started recording, Mark Gasol, which is an interesting one because I think he can be had for the MLE. I think he's a guy, but the only question that you have for a guy like Mark, Mark Gasol is, is he going to just be ring chasing at, at this point? Yeah. Like does Mark want to play with the Hornets? I would highly doubt it, but if he were willing to come, I would love to have Marcus Gasol on this team. One, he's been linked to the Hornets. I feel like a couple of times. He has. I, I mean, we, we thought he was on his way when the Grizzlies and the Hornets were trying to figure something out and there never was. Now Mitch Kupchak would later dispute that. He would say, I don't know how close we really ever were to a confirmed deal to bring Marcus Gasol here to the Charlotte Hornets. But Cham Sharania, I think was the guy that was putting that out there mm -hmm. more than any other NBA reporter he eventually would go to Toronto and we were kind of disappointed at the time because we wanted to make the playoffs. That was a year that had Kimba Walker, but um, yeah, I don't know what his, uh, his number would be. It, it, there's still people that love what he did with the Toronto Raptors still organizing that defense. And despite him being 35 years old, I, I mean, I would be thrilled to have him on the team to be able to teach these big guys. And it'd be big guy depth, you know, still calling out defensive formations you know, yeah. I'd, I'd be cool with that as long as obviously the price is right. Yeah, if the price is right, then it's great. I mean, there are a lot of these guys that, like, I wonder, is there going to be a third point guard that they get? And whether that's through the draft or if it's via free agency. Because I feel like 
they're going to want to get another veteran point guard in here. And basically because that's the way that the Charlotte Hornets have always gone. So I look at Orlando. What is a DJ Augustine going to get on the open market? What is a guy like Mark, Michael Carter? You're trying to bring him home? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to bring, I'm trying to bring one of them, one of the two home. I'm trying to bring <laughs> one of the two. I do think that with everything, like DJ Augustine is a really interesting name, especially if they go big or if they go wing. Like, let's say, let's say just like for argument's sake, what happens if Anthony Edwards is down? Again, if, if the pick is Anthony Edwards and not necessarily LaMelo Ball, you're still going to need that third point guard at some point. I, DJ Augustine, not a bad name to bring in on this one. It's Real not quickly, a bad idea. Is there, is there any big name that you're interested in? I mean, is Marcus all like kind of the biggest name, even though it's not going to be a bunch of money? What's, what's the ratio? If I were to ask you, if you have a list of free agents up in front of you, is there a big name kind of big money, you know, that fits within the ratio where the Hornets could spend and realistically do it? Like, do you think there's any going to be kind of like that wow factor signing for the Hornets, you know, given whatever that would mean to you. That's an awful way to ask the question. Quite quite honestly, like Malik Beasley is the highest they can spend. Like Malik Beasley is that's, that's the the sky's the limit on that. So you're looking, if I'm, I'm looking at a slam list and the way they have it, they have it divvied up in different mm -hmm. tiers and Malik uh, Beasley, a restricted free agent. He falls in the brimming with potential tier Mm -hmm. is where he falls on the, uh, the slam list. The um, that's below the emerging star tier with Fred Van Fleet and Montrez Harrell there. And then the established star tier, like I know uh, what you mean. Harrell, Montrez Harrell, Harrell, like Montrez Harrell is not a guy I'd touch. Like if we talk talking- about him, the po- the the bubble has not been kind to him. I mean, it wasn't kind to him. We're already done with it. But yeah, you're right. Like he lost money there. There's I don't. There's no doubt. He's an MLE guy. Like he's a guy that if he wants to come home for like eight nine million dollars a year, I'd think about it. But he's so bad defensively that what's the point? Like quite honestly, yeah, that's not anybody that I'm willing to you know go out and spend as much money as it would be worth to go get him. Like, and, the, and you know, it's kind of like the you know the the PJ Washington, Miles Bridges thing. Like I I don't want to I don't want to spend money to overcrowd a room. Like if you want to yeah. overcrowd a room through the NBA draft, then okay. But I don't want to spend money to overcrowd a room that has young guys on it already. That's not anything that I want to partake in. If I'm the Charlotte Hornets looking to spend some of this money, all right, we have one more segment to go here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. Have you fallen out of love with uh, Lonnie Walker yet, or are you still in love with him? I think there's still a chance. Yeah, I think I there's know, still a too. chance. Yeah. I think he's uh, playing pretty well right now. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Now that we got a playoff game last night between we the did. Heat and the Celtics, it looks like Miami is going to go on and move to the NBA Finals, taking that 3-1 lead. Now, maybe you don't feel as comfortable saying that in the bubble because of the way that the Denver Nuggets have come back from two 3-1 <laughs> deficits. So it's happened twice already. Now it was one team. Um, and Boston, they have plenty of talent. It's not like they've been blown out in these games. So maybe you are one that is bullish on Boston being able to come back. But I just, I can't be, obviously. Like, with the way that Miami Heat have played, they've been so good. They don't lose. I mean, the, the games that they lost was an overtime game against Milwaukee. And it was one where I guess the Celtics were controlling in that one. But still, it's not like they got destroyed. It's been so impressive to watch what Miami has done. And 
I'm here for Brad Stevens being a legitimate NBA genius. I don't think there's any question about it. I know people tried to throw that out. Well, how good of a coach is he last year? I truly do think Kyrie Irving came in and said, bleep everybody. <laughs> like, yes, I, just, I do I too. Think, I, I, I do think too. that happened. And so I think that ruined Brad Stevens. Um, but this year, I think he got right back on track. That's a good basketball team. He's not Eric Spolstra. Like Spolstra's out coaching him. He's got a great buildup of guys where even if you want to say, well, it's because the young guys are hitting. Yeah, but you know who else is to give credit to for that? It's Eric Spolstra for the player development that he's instilled with that organization along with other people. It's been incredible to see what the Miami Heat have done this year. Dude, let me put it this way. Remember how I said that Starbucks is getting, again, that bodega is turning into a Starbucks? Is that, oh, is that, I was wrong. Yeah, was, is that I, is that protest working? Uh, that that protest is working. Those folks from Miami are about it, man. They they <laughs> did everything. They are picking on that Starbucks. There are bricks getting thrown through the window of that Starbucks on a regular basis. I did not see Kemba Walker being the one that's going to get attacked the most on defense. And that's because he's a small guard. And quite honestly, the biggest thing that and I saw this mentioned today, but the biggest X factor. And I hate to say this, but it's that it's the fact that the Miami Heat have Bam out of bio and the Celtics don't, and they have no way to slow it down. Yeah, and Daniel Tice has been good, but he's, he's been no good. Bam. But Bam's no Bam. Bam's averaging what twenty again? He's leading the team in the series in scoring. He's shooting almost sixty percent from the field. He's leading them in rebounds. He's leading them in assists. There is no answer. Crazy, like. And this is where, if anyone wants to yell and say, ha-ha, ha-ha-nada, this is why you need a big man, I have no answer. Like, this is the problem with this. This <laughs> is why when people are going to say, this is why you need a James Wiseman, I'm going to yell internally, but at the same time, I can't, I have no rebuttal. I well, have I mean, none. Yeah, you do. Like, it's it's not it's not that Wiseman is going to be Bam. And we, we've talked about this. You've Look, even to defend you, I don't know why I'm doing this, by the way. Yeah, I, neither but do even, I, but I appreciate it. Yeah, but even to defend you, like, I mean, Bam's different. We're talking about the versatile defender that can switch and is crazy good, side, you know, sliding side to side and making sure that his lateral quickness is good enough to guard guards and also facilitate an offense and be crazy athletic enough to protect the rim. Like he's different, man. Now it's all about trying to pick on those guys that might be like that. But, you know, I, I don't. So if he ends up like that, then, yeah, you know, we'll take our lumps. But Bam is so crazy. Like he, he's man, he might be one of a kind in the way that he can do all of those different things as well as he does them. And you go to the Miami Heat, just development of young talent. You know, we're talking about Bam being crazy. And how about Tyler Hero giving you 37 last night? Crazy. Yeah, yes. I mean, yes. To see yes. what he did. Um, I would completely agree with your tweet that I saw last night. I yes. really hope that do- that doesn't make people question the PJ Washington selection. You know it will, because um, again, again, you, the self-loathing on this on on this fan base is at an all-time <laughs> high, it, despite yeah. having the number three pick in the draft. The yeah. Self-loathing on this fan base is at an all-time high. Um, yeah, I mean, Tyler Hero was incredible, but look, like we'll, we'll give him credit. Like he deserves it. Uh, it doesn't mean that after that one game, I'm going to say the Hornets badly missed by not selecting hero and instead going for PJ Washington, maybe hero becomes an all-star, you know, who knows, but PJ, it, it put PJ in that situation with a better team, with a great coach who has as good as James Brego has been at developing talent. I mean, we're not going to put him on the Eric Spolster level right no. now with the way that they've done things. And it's not like, I mean, we can get mad at the heat 
it, I, I see this take all the time on Twitter, and I'm with it, by the way. I, I'm in this group that complains about the heat. Damn it, the heat are so good, but I respect the hell out of them, even though I hate them. I respect what they've done. I fall, I, I don't even hate the heat, but I firmly fall in that category of respecting them. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I heard, I think it's Om Young Wasuk, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. for ESPN. You know, he talked about the Heat franchise and their scouting is being what separates them. While that's true the last couple of years, it certainly is not before that. That has no. not been a team that's been great at drafting by any means until they hit on. I mean, man, do you have to? You might go after Justice Winslow in that draft. I think it was 15. They did get Josh Richardson, which is a hit. Yeah. Like, that's impressive. So, you know, kudos to them. So maybe we can go 2015 and Justice Winslow, they were able to flip for something too. So like, but before 2015, man, like that's not what the Heat were about with a lot of the same pieces in place. And and I know that it was harder for them because they had the Heatles and they were drafting so late, but this is relatively new. Like if you're an NFL fan, I kind of equate it to what the Saints have done. The Saints (laughs) have been awful at drafting. Until you get a Camara, a Ramchick, a Marshawn Lattimore, and you have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year in the same class, and they were able to build upon that. Like, that's kind of what the Heat have done. The last five years or so, the scouting process has been good, but it was actually bad in, in, their, in their NBA drafting um, resume before that. Yeah, it was actually really bad. And again, it, you start thinking about this. They hit, they hit on Kendrick Nunn. They, they signed Kendrick Nunn this, this offseason. They hit on Duncan Robinson. They hit on Tyler Hero. And they also hit on Bam. That's a core. Plus, you signed right. Jimmy. Like, and oh, by the way, you have $20 million, $21 million in cap, and you have an expiring at some point Andre Iguodala contract just in case Giannis decides he doesn't want to be in Milwaukee anymore and he wants to go to the beach. Like, mm-hmm. This, I am now depressed now thinking about this. Walker. <laughs> They're Let's set up home. well, man. They're set up well, no doubt. And uh, it's unfortunate to see Kemba Walker possibly go down. I think most, if not all Hornets fans were cheering on uh, Kemba to go to the NBA finals. That would have been a lot of fun. I don't think there's any way you can favor the Celtics after falling three, one. And if so, you know, <laughs> kudos to you for having that kind of faith, but my Miami hasn't given you any reason as to why you should have faith in the Boston Celtics. All right. That wraps up this edition of lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to rock auto for supporting the show. That's RockAuto.com. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of rejecting the screen, really any show on the lockdown podcast network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.